0: Hello and welcome to Stuck in the '90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1999 through 1990 in the opposite order. You, you know, you know what I mean. We're your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick,
1: and I'm Connor Thompson.
0: I didn't do that on purpose this time. Last time it was on purpose. Well, uh, so yeah, we're we're stuck in the '90s, and you know, if we ever get to the year 2000. I can't wait to ask the question, who let the dogs out every single
1: week? Okay, well, not looking forward to that. But luckily, we are not there yet as we are stuck in the 90s. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worst, but really mostly probably the better.
0: Yeah, that's why we do this.
1: Who doesn't like that warm wave of nostalgia blasting away that polar vortex of present-day misery? Because we are not in the business of misery. Again, a 2000s thing. Our currencies are more fiat than an Italian car company. We play Scrabble, not words with friends. And our president has normal-sized molesting hands. Jesus Christ, why do I not read ahead? I'm not sure if we're talking about Bush or Clinton on this one. It just got worse. You're reading the next paragraph because I am reading ahead. So, uh,
0: I, pre- I, I pre-wrote that little statement, but I don't know if we're, like, Clinton, Bush, who
1: has the... Yeah, but you knew that I would be reading it.
0: I could have taken over at any time.
1: But you didn't. So, <laughs> oh, God,
0: yeah, this is the normal paragraph now. We're going to be talking about one of our favorite video games of the 90s. Good. A game that needs no introduction, and a game that I'm not exactly sure how we're going to approach, because if you're technically adept enough to know what a podcast is, and to be listening to this right now... At some point, you've probably played Super Mario Bros. 3.
1: Maybe. But before we get into that, let's get into our sponsor, because this week, Stuck in the 90s, is brought to you by the following.
0: Ragu introduces Chicken Tonight Simmer sauces, and suddenly everybody's saying,
1: I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, chicken tonight.
0: Choose from four new sauces. Each one's made with real vegetables and herbs. So you can make dishes like country French chicken and chicken cacciatore. Just brown the chicken, simmer, and
1: serve. I feel like chicken tonight.
0: Like chicken tonight. New chicken tonight simmer sauces from Ragu. Chicken tonight.
1: Mmm, mm, good. That's Campbell's. That's not, that's not yeah. that.
0: Ragu made this stuff.
1: I thought Ragu only made authentic Italian sauce.
0: Oh, let's, uh... <laughs> it's sauce there's
1: a large listening portion who've just deleted our show okay let's dive into a little bit of 90s news now before we get into super mario 3
0: yeah we're gonna skip the barney thing because i still haven't done research on why he's a tantric sex guru but he is look it up if you
1: want rest assured so sabrina the teenage witch is getting a dark and gritty netflix reboot yeah Ugh.
0: So uh, Kiernan Shipka is our brand new Sabrina Spellman. She's described as an empowered young woman, half human, half witch. Sabrina is just beginning her dark education as a sorceress. And even as she tries to maintain a normal life as a sophomore at Baxter High. Was that the name? I think
1: so. That sounds familiar.
0: Uh, So she's uh, an intelligent, compassionate, brave to the point of recklessness Uh, Sabrina is all that stands between us and the forces of darkness that threaten our world.
1: The untitled Netflix series is inspired by the comic book Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which reimagines the the origin and adventures of the character as a dark sort of of coming-of-age story.
0: Yeah. So it's also described as apparently being an offshoot of Riverdale, which makes sense because Archie and Sabrina, that was the same comic universe. Yep. Yeah. uh, So this might be the thing that actually could get me to watch Riverdale. I think this series is really just going to pivot on one thing. How they handle Salem.
1: Ooh, asking the big questions.
0: Yeah, they need to get, I am super down with them getting Nick Backe back. This is going to pivot, it's going to pivot fully on Salem. Here's, no, here's what I'm predicting right now. Okay. They won't get him back. Salem will be played by the other Sprouse twin that isn't in Riverdale.
1: What if it's like a Harry Potter style thing where like Salem is dead and just survives as a picture on a wall, but he can still chat and interact. But like, but he maybe he's ha- pictures everywhere, so they can bring him out of the house. So you just like hey, so this is the compromise.
0: Around with this like photo sometimes, and it like. Makes quips, and it's like, what'd you say? That's that's too comedy, though. That's too classic, Sabrina, I think. Mm. Time will tell. So moving on, uh, I saw a pretty cool video. It was by uh, someone named John Stratman, uh, Stratmaster J on Twitter. He does 8 and 16-bit trailers and scenes from movies. His latest was a fight scene from The Last Jedi, my favorite fight scene, redone in a 16-bit style. So if you want to know what a modern Star Wars game would be like if it was on an SNES, uh, just Google just or check out this guy's Twitter at Stratmaster j. check out this video and rest assured that this Star Wars game has no microtransactions like the fuck fact, you, the
1: day. fact that the words "no microtransactions immediately add like three stars on a ten star rating scale to my opinion of a game just shows how far into the dumper we are.
0: They're coming back to battlefront
1: I know I know um okay, in other news. There are rumors going around about a new toy line featuring the characters from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, allegedly, the company that owns the rights to the series just applied to uh, trademark a bunch of new merchandise. The products will include toys, kids' games, and action figures and on top of cool. this that'd be pretty sweet. Uh Will Smith has also been active on Instagram sharing images of an animated Will Smith and Banks family that have led people to believe an animated series may be in the works.
0: All I want for Christmas this year is a playset featuring Uncle Phil with like spring-loaded arms made for throwing jazz out of the house i would
1: buy the shit out of that ah oh god that'd be good i know like like, we should just make this we should make this
0: uncle phil with spring-loaded arms he throws jazz out the door if there was just like a little voice box in jazz too that just goes
1: ah it'd be really sweet if there was some kind of like action landing zone where he like blasts away like pillows or like yard brambles or something That'd be pretty good. Like a pile of leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, enough about that for now, hopefully not forever, Indoor spotlight. On to the main story of the week. Back on February 12th, 1990, Year of Our Lord, Super Mario Bros. 3 was released in North America, which was well over a year after its initial Japanese release uh, in October of 1988, birth, month, and year of not our lord, just me.
0: So, uh, you are the same age as Mario 3 in some ways. This is my
1: greatest accomplishment in life.
0: Being like, yeah, see, I have... I did it. Here's what I have to be compared to. Yeah. Like, fucking Michael Sarah was born two days after me. Not cool. Yeah, you have Mario 3 as like, you're, as, like, sharing your your crib space.
1: Well, some of us were born with a silver cartridge in our mouth, I guess.
0: Some of us were born with, like, an awkward, soon-to-be-one-day-teenager... Like, probably 30 to 40 kilometers away.
1: Jesus. As we all know, Mario and or Luigi embark on a quest to save Princess Toadstool and the rulers of the seven different kingdoms from the antagonist, Bowser, and his children, the Koopalings. I don't think we need a dry recap of specific items and worlds and whatnot. We're just going to remember fondly, as we hope you will too.
0: There was nothing particularly interesting about the, you know, the development of this. There were no, like, controversies. It's not like Shigeru Morimoto, like, was, I don't know, caught in the backseat of a car with Princess Toadstool or something.
1: Wow. Also, in the in the notes here, in square brackets, Chris wrote, Remember fondly. Like we needed stage direction for that part. I do that once in a while. It's true. Yeah. Oh man, did you have a favorite power up in the game?
0: Um, uh, leaf. Leaf. I mean, Ooh, I'm well, all about the P wing is great, but those are few and far
1: between. That doesn't really count as cheating. Exactly. Fireball. I'm I'm a fireball guy. I'm
0: always well, like because you know, with me with Mario World, I literally just fly through the entire
1: level. Yeah, I hate. I cannot watch you play Mario World because I just like you don't even play it. You just hold a controller. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. insane,
0: but yeah, no, there are so like there's that is one thing that Mario three definitely has over Mario World. There are so many different unique power ups. You've got like the Tanuki suit, you've got the P wing, you've got the leaf, the fa- fire flower, and then there's like the yeah the the frog suit. The boot that you kick the Koopa out of.
1: I, w- I will admit that both the Tanuki suit and the Frog suit, they are the most adorable of Mario suits, but I don't think they're as fun as throwing fireballs everywhere.
0: For me, it's it's a safety net. There are certainly good uses for the Fire Flower, but just that ability to, you know, you you miss your jump a little bit and you can wag your tail a little bit and potentially recover that. Okay, it's All right. the safety net.
1: Let's let's reel the nostalgia in for a second. Okay. Read the next bit and then get back in. All right.
0: Uh so this is actually the first Mario game with an overworld. Neat. Yeah, cuz uh Mario 1 and Mario 2 depending on which Mario 2 you look at are both you just go on to the next level. And I think this was one of the first games to introduce that as a concept. And now that is a very regular thing in just about any any game, I think. There are overworlds in... Different kinds of overworlds in most Mario games. Like, Mario 64 has the castle with the paintings you jump through. It's a conceptually different overworld, but it's still not a linear progression through levels
1: yeah you're not always literally ducking to get behind a level and do niche it
0: yeah exactly so we are going to go into a little bit of the development of this it began shortly after the release of mario 2 i'm not sure if that's the north american one or the japanese one developed by nintendo uh, and with a team of that consisted of more than 10 people which at the time was probably actually a lot it took more than two years to complete uh, Shigeru Morimoto served at Miyamoto. How do I keep saying that? It's my. I, it's the, I wasn't
1: going to correct you. I was very excited when you said Morimoto. Morimoto. I was like, ooh, is this an Iron, Iron Chef, Chef
0: connection? Iron Chef Masaharu Morimoto in charge of Mario
1: 3? Oh man, it's this is actually Super Mario Batali Three. I don't Ooh. know if you guys knew about that. That uh, is not okay. In it's un- uncouth right God now. God damn yeah. it! Yeah. I like, know he's ruined. He ruined a perfectly
0: good joke. There,
1: I know. Fuck yeah!
0: All you had to do was keep your hands to yourself, Batali. God damn it! Anyway, Miyamoto served as director. He worked closely with uh, the designers and programmers during the conceptual and final stages, encouraging a free interchange of ideas. Originally, the team wanted the game to be played from an isometric point of view. But they found it too hard to position jumps, so it was kept to a 2D side view used in previous games. Some elements, however, were left over from this concept, like the checker floor present at the uh, opening cutscene.
1: Which I think I think the opening cutscene for Super Mario Three might be the most iconic in all of video game history. I cannot think. Maybe Sonic. Maybe like Sonic.
0: Does but Sonic's just he's just waving his fucking finger like a smug little hedgehog
1: yeah but at the time that was so cool
0: it was i guess and like, like the fine.
1: sega like that took up 25 percent of the space on Sega cartridges that's worth insane it. it was worth it but that's like that's commitment right
0: yeah but this was i like this opening it's good
1: yeah. oh it's it's my favorite for sure I am absolutely biased.
0: Welcome to Stuck in the 90s. Yeah, right? We're biased about a decade.
1: We super are. Some of the enemies designed for Super Mario 3 were inspired by the team's personal experiences. So, for example, Miyamoto stated that the Chain Chomp enemy, a tethered ball and chain creature that lunges at the player when in close proximity, was based on a bad childhood experience he had with a dog.
0: That's, uh... I mean, I could see, like, little things like that, they stay with you, right? Especially when you're a kid.
1: Chain Chomps didn't really scare me until Super Mario 64, when they ate oh, my yeah. lunch for quite a while.
0: Fucking, yeah, Mario 64 Chain Chomps. And they actually they were barked serious. in that, didn't they?
1: I, yeah, they did. They're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't need to do barking noises for you. I'm sure you fondly remember what a bark sounds like.
0: That's true. Also, we are not stuck in the 2000s or whatever yet. We do not know who let the dogs out. Shit! <laughs> There was a sigh from just that half of the. Room.
1: <laughs> the audience was not amused, but we're we're sure that you're giving us a bit more leeway than they are. They're not. They're not. There's They're not. a collective like yeah, there's a we know
0: a sigh heard round
1: the world. Our like, listenership is dwindling. So far, we've insulted Italians with the ragu thing. Anyone who's anti Mario Batali is now tuning out. So that's probably a lot of people.
0: I think we 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 came up with a pretty anti Mario Batali stance on that.
1: Like, yeah. Fuck that guy, but we're sad about it.
0: Well, like, you're a piece of shit, but, like, you're why do you have to be a piece of shit? Why like,
1: why did you have to make me like you first? Like,
0: why did you do... That's what's... Yeah. Why did you do those things that you did? I liked you so much, I overlooked recipe. your Crocs. He wore Crocs?
1: All the time. Oh, big, ugly, chunky orange ones i know yeah okay back to super mario 3
0: yeah so it was a commercial success becoming a best-selling game with more than 17 million units sold which is crazy oh yeah and its inclusion in the wizard served as a preview uh and generated a high level of anticipation and hype in the u.s prior to its release the wizard came out in december of 89 yeah uh, so Levi Buchanan of IGN considered, uh, Super Mario 3's appearance in this film as a show-stealing element and referred to the movie as a 90-minute commercial for the game, which is true.
1: The Wizard is so good, but for being so bad, though, if you go back and watch it now, there's a sense of adventure and nostalgia that it fills you with. Words are very difficult today.
0: It's the morning. We
1: don't usually record It's a struggle. In the so it's good if you can get over that, but if you can't look past it and just kind of try and watch it through your childhood eyes, you will get nowhere with this. It, I yeah, like if you, it's you the have to three ninjas yourself, effect.
0: Yeah, you have to put yourself in the shoes of these of these people, of Fred Savage, of Uh, of Jenny Lewis and stuff which brings me to another point when looking this up I realized that I've been confusing Jenny Lewis and Juliette Lewis for a long time now these two yeah they were both actresses musicians they were around in the 90s Jenny Lewis was in The Wizard she was in a couple other things Juliette Lewis was in like From Dusk Till Dawn What's Eating Gilbert Grape uh, slightly different movies but they were both played like 90s kind of like hip teenager kind of people yeah yeah, uh, I'm going to say I like Jenny Lewis more.
1: I'm not going to decide. No? They're both people, and I like them. They're both
0: people. You can't put a value on people. They're both they're both humans, and I both appreciate them.
1: Donate to your local faction of the Human Fund today.
0: Juliet Lewis may or may not be a sci- Scientologist, though. Jenny Lewis is not.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, well, the scales are tilting. Super Mario 3, how do you feel about warp pipes? I have very strong opinions. I feel like you might not.
0: It depends. I mean, it it depends. If you're you're going for speed, if you're going for running it quickly. Also, you got to keep in mind that the NES didn't have the ability to save. So if you want to have like a session of this that, you know, that you can actually beat in one run, getting those warp whistles can help with that. Because here's the thing. You can get both warp whistles and get to world eight
1: in like five minutes. But, but what's the if you point? Don't,
0: yeah, well, if you don't build the skill, you're not going to get through World 8 if you use those whistles. So, like
1: What kid ever sat down and decided, well, I need to beat Super Mario 3 in 13 minutes?
0: Speedrunners.
1: Ugh, worst. Warp pipes are for chumps. They have, they have their place. They do not. They totally,
0: they're, uh, how do you feel about Star World?
1: Star World? Bullshit. Uh, not about that. What not- about
0: War pipes in Mario 1?
1: I'm not about Warp pipes at all. Okay, so where do you land then on. So, you know how if you're going through a, a world, mm-hmm. there are certain levels that you do not even have to play in order to beat that world. So, you know, there are parts of the path where you can go left or right. Yeah. And you don't have to come back like, and play those levels one. at all.
0: You can skip world one, four, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there are a few examples of that in the game. Do you go back and play the unplayed level Wait, or do you just you move it? past it?
0: Uh, it depends. Like if I was going for full completion, like that's full completion is where you, you can't use warp pipes and you have to beat everything. It's, it's tough to say.
1: Full completion is only completion.
0: There are multiple ways to beat a game.
1: All your levels are belong to us.
0: Like in Mario world, I like taking the warp zone, doing everything, but I also like to do a 96 star completion.
1: This is going to be an unpopular opinion for you. You ready? I don't know if you're ready. Fuck Mario World. That I game is stupid. Mario World. It's so dumb. Okay, I need There's some... so much going on in that bullshit game. They're very similar games. They are not at all similar games.
0: They both, like, it just expands upon the same concepts. There's an overworld. Super, There's-
1: Super Mario World Yoshi. is nutty.
0: That is the introduction of Yoshi.
1: Okay, I'll give it that. Yoshi's pretty neat.
0: Yeah. You got more couplings, like
1: all of like, them. Like Yoshi is okay. He's an okay dinosaur. Is he into tantric sex? Probably not. And therefore, on my dinosaur scale, he's not as high as he could be. I don't know. What about? Oh no, she. Yoshi's a she, right? Yoshi is Yoshi. Androgynous.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yoshi can be. You know, we're not gonna. Gen- we're not gonna gender this dinosaur. True. Yeah, it's not like uh, the dinosaur from like the T Rex from uh, Jurassic Park. That's a female also true yeah because all dinosaurs were females except for the ones that weren't because life uh finds a way so where would you put okay so yoshi do you put yoshi above the t-rex from jurassic park
1: i put yoshi on yoshi's own island ah i see what you did barely there. even a dinosaur
0: okay we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about 90s dinosaurs at some point we're gonna Ooh, do a comparison of 90s dinosaurs.
1: that'll be a good episode
0: yeah we've got the we've got the dinosaurs we got the We'll throw the Dragon sword in there. Obviously. Got Yoshi. The dinosaurs
1: from the hit TV show Dinosaurs.
0: Yeah. So Mario 3 was a great game. Mario World is also a good game, which I'm saying. False. Podcast people, back me up. I'm not saying... I'm not going to come out on one side or the other saying Mario 3 or Mario World is better. But I, they're both
1: good games. Well, I also didn't have a Super Nintendo or have access to a Super Nintendo. So I went back and tried to play Super Mario World and it just didn't make any sense.
0: Uh, see, I had a Super Nintendo... With, with Super Mario All-Stars Plus World, so I had access to all that shit yeah, on one a, cartridge. There's
1: a lot of shit going on there. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, um, I don't that? think I have much else to add about Super Mario 3, aside from mid-recording, Talia came to show Chris that we have a Super Mario 3 puzzle, which has the iconic checkered floor on it.
0: Yeah, and the music blocks and all that stuff. Also, uh, I was informed midway through the record that I said there was a Koopa in the boot when it should be a Goomba.
1: True, but they are called Koopalings, so you're swinging. Oh, they're also called Koopa Kids? Okay, well, you're, bat- mean, you're batting at least 500.
0: I just called them by, you know, Roy Koopa, Iggy Koopa. Oh, okay, last,
1: last question. Do you have a favorite Super Mario 3 enemy?
0: Um... I don't know. Here, you you, Hammerhead that... bros.
1: Easy. I love playing the hammerhead bros. There's something that I found very enjoyable about timing out those hammer throws and getting in there. But also, the satisfaction of just blasting them away with fireballs mm, warms my heart.
0: I don't know what my favorite like enemy is in that. Maybe the fucking Angry Sun or something.
1: Ooh, the Angry Sun was a
0: dick. Yeah, it was. I have several favorite names of Mario World villains.
1: I don't recognize that as a video game.
0: Dude, okay, so Rip Van Fish. Okay. That's... Torpedo Ted.
1: Rip Van Fish is pretty good.
0: Yeah, Torpedo Ted and Resnor. Resnor. it just makes me think of trent Reznor. Trent Reznor? Yeah. yeah okay okay i get that yeah so like it's just they're all, they're all they're good
1: names and with that i think i think this is the end of the show
0: yeah i think we've got nothing else to add share your thoughts about mario 3 and you know whatever okay well. we're gonna talk about 90s dinosaurs at some point oh definitely next that's, week that's gonna be a serious yeah we gotta have a 90s dinosaur showdown oh, oh what about like a thunderdome um like a, a bracket? bracket yeah Ooh, a bracket Brackets we should make a dino dinosaurs. bracket Ooh, what if we have a weekly people vote on uh on 90s dinosaurs we're gonna discuss this more off uh, off mic but yeah but yeah i think we're on something we'll get you some details yeah so as always check us out online facebook.com slash stuck in the 90s podcast Let's yeah, you see. got it. Inst- website.
1: Instagram is stuck in the nineties. Podcast Twitter's sit nineties. 90 spodcastcom dot com. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you want yeah. to sponsor an episode for ten dollars or equivalent value in dinosaur related nineties toys, drop us a line at stuckinthe90s podcast at gmail dot com.
0: Yeah, we will talk to you. We'll talk about you way more fondly than we talked about chicken tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I think I think that's about everything.
0: So yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And for now. The, the podcast, podcast is now Koopa Kids. Sauce. Oh, okay. Two different, two different directions.
1: Very different directions.